Say Nuni again. Little Nuni. Hi lads and lasses, welcome to the third episode of What's Crack, the Cumbrian Lost podcast. This week is Vag Week, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> Yay! And again, we've got a, got a full team tonight, so uh, roll call peeps, where are we, what are we doing, what's crack? T, how are you? Um, I mean, the sun, these past couple of days have really helped, to be fair. I managed to get out today. Yeah, have man, it was dead sunny today. Have a little gander. Yeah, I, enjoyed, I went down to the beach, it was dead good. Took the dog, it was amazing. Dee, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good. It's been a really, really good day today. I went for a walk, sun was shining, got offered a new job. Yay! Woo-hoo! I've had positive news all day and then I was walking through Tower Park in Workington and my cousin had rang me and I honestly think I'll remember the moment forever and she was like, social distancing is getting lifted completely by the 21st of June and I actually cried. It's, so, yeah, it's been a good I, day I was for sort good of news. Being, like just sky high today. The end is nine. So, yeah, I'm feeling really good today. Awesome. Elle, how are you, my lovely? I'm having a good day as well. Same sort of thing. Sun shining, got out on the bikes this morning, had a nice little nice. blast. Um, and then, yeah, we got the news that hopefully real life is returning on the 21st of June. So I spent about an hour annoying the hell out of Jay and dancing around, basically. <laughs> so I was so excited that life might actually happen. Aww. So, yeah. Obviously, the business is still closed until the 17th of May. So I've still got 12 weeks off. 12 weeks. That's... Which is also quite exciting. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. You could do a lot of planning in the 12 weeks. So I felt the yeah. same. Because we'll be able to we'll, we'll be able to open the same day as you, won't we? Yeah, we should be able, you might be open a little bit before us. Mm. See how the build goes. But... Mm. And uh, Taklas, how are you? Hello, I'm good. I haven't been able to enjoy the nice sunny weather today because I've been stuck inside working. Uh, but that's what happens when you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> say that entrepreneur, 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 entrepreneur. Um, yeah. So, but I'm enjoying it from my window and the nice fresh air and sun shining, and I can't wait to see your faces again. Oh, no. It's close it's now, ladies. I know. I can't wait to do the podcast when we're all in the same room. Mm-hmm. Exciting. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Definitely. A long time coming. We'll be pros by then. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But we've had some uh, dead good, exciting news on Cumbrian last this week. We launched our candles. Yeah. So for our listeners, the candles, we did five, and we all kind of picked the smells that we liked and then put names to them as our like first sort of trial product. T, what did you, what was your one? I chose one that smelt like cotton candy and candy floss to sort of give the idea of festivals. So we called festivals. it festivals. Festivals with music and real life. Oh, I hope it goes ahead. If you're missing fest- festivals, get yourself a festival candle and light it. Make your house smell like cotton candy and incense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that one. Uh, Tack, what? Which one did you pick? Uh, mine's a dickhead repellent. <laughs> <laughs> because my um, my Cumbrian dialect isn't as advanced as all of you lot. Like I'm sort of stuck with names like dickhead and chaver and the words that I know. Um, and it smells like a like a citrusy aftershave, so you, you get this you get the smell of a man without having to have a man. <laughs> Even though I have a, a man and he smells amazing, or if some, you know, keep all the other dickheads away. 
Do you know about like if I could get a cat like Lynx Africa and I know it's dead cheesy and shabby and I genuinely don't care. It's I love your it. favorite smell, isn't it? It is. What is it? Nineties? Is that Lynx African nineties? Yeah, I think so. It's <laughs> older. There's been new adverts for it on the deli, so it's still going about. Uh, L, which one did you pick? So I liked the idea of having something nice and fresh and outdoorsy, but I was a bit naff at picky thinking of a name for it to be honest. But we've ended up with Get Up Them Backs. Yes. That's my favourite name, like my favourite name. Catchy. No, that one it comes from, I tell you what, my friends, where we used to live in Whitehaven, nobody had like a back garden, it was just like a yard yeah. and then like a big square that all everybody's houses backed onto. So like when our mums and that used to shout at us to get out of the house because we were doing the redding, that's all we used to hear, get up them backs. <laughs> and that's it, we all used to bolt out the door and run up and uh, yeah, play on the backs. That's where we used to build the bonfire, yeah. the bonfire night we used to build in the middle of the backs as well. Oh. Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah. And I had uh, Jamita, which is, oh, like, it is what it says on the tin. It smells like, is it raspberries and strawberries? Like, they're fruity. It smells like jam. It smells like jam. <laughs> which, moving over from Whitehaven to Workington, I think it's appropriate because it doesn't matter which way I look, I'm definitely a jam. <laughs> me there. too, me too. Yeah. As much as I take the piss out of tea. <laughs> I'm afraid to say Jam eater. Yeah, I joined the ranks. I joined the I'm ranks. I'm a jam eater either way. But yeah. Can't win. So where can our lovely listeners buy our candles? So we are on www.cumbrianlass.co.uk. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn as Top Lass. Twitter as well. Twitter. And I think most of our handles are Cumbrian Lass CL. But yeah, we're on, we're on all the socials. You can get us on our website. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. What else? Bodies. Like, I know we've already touched on what you said, but, like, I'm really excited. Like, festivals. That's all I can think about. Mm-hmm. Festivals in gigs, in pubs, in drinks, in friends, in faces, in people. Oh, my. And not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now, oh. did they say anything about that? Because I know they were saying about the... In June, like, all social distancing rules and regulations oh. are to be lifted. Like, Is that masks them. as well? So I'm assuming that's masks, masks as well. I wonder if there's going to be, like, a party in it party in the streets yes like you know like the the queen's jubilee and the in the in the 70s like just pandemonium <laughs> it will be a lot less i hope so no i'm oh gonna wake up on june the 21st run outdoors and i'm just gonna hug all my neighbors <laughs> yeah run, run down the street and just hug everybody just being able to hug people again i yeah. messaged my friends today and i was like i can't wait just to kiss your cheeks like yeah smooch them yeah, so I tell you, I tell you what. Like I've been, I've been suffering with it so bad the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, it's really, 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 really gotten to me. Like I just, I'm, I'm a people person. I'm, I like, I like my company, my own company and stuff. But I think when the, when you know the sun sets on the day, I am a people person, and mm-hmm. I, and I like energies and people and being around people and, and and I just I didn't realize how much I missed it and I was just feeling down and horrible and icky yeah and and that's why, that's why because I, I don't I don't see any no. anybody no and I think as well like I, I, I can be all right in my own company but I think one when the choice is taken away from you yeah that's a bit that hurts mm-hmm. the most because if you want to be on your own you can take yourself away and get in your house yeah. or and you can like exclude yourself from the world if you need a bit of peace but when that choice is taken away from you like if you think we're coming up to a year yeah. 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 So was it no. was it March the twenty third, twenty fourth or whatever it was? Yeah. So we're nearly there, it's nearly a year. Like as people, like I think sometimes I feel like lockdown's gone really quickly and then others I think it's dragged in. And then I, when I look around like the people that I haven't seen, mm. like people I haven't seen in nearly a year. It's such a long time. 
and you don't realize I think as well like this lockdown definitely got the better of people because we'd already been in lockdown like two times before trying to come out of it it didn't work so I think there was just like no end in sight and you were just kind of thinking when when is it going to come to an end when am I going to be able to see people again so I think it's such good news today to be told this is when it's like a light at the end of the tunnel isn't it yeah it is yeah Yeah. like an end date there's an an interesting point for us and I don't know if it's well I thought it was an interesting talking point so obviously I'm dead excited about festivals and gigs and stuff but I was having a crack Mm. with uh, my dad before and it's like some of the gigs could if you were buying a ticket you might have to prove that you've had a vaccine and I don't know how they do it but like so so, so there's a thing called Omni Calculator where you can put in your age and you can put in your details and stuff and it tells you round about when you're going to get your Mm. vaccine I think it came up for me was like September so if I've got tickets for Kendall, which I have, and tickets for Solfest, which I have, if they put as like part of their terms and conditions that you've got to have had a vaccine, and I haven't had mine till September, like they're not going to let me in. No. But then there's obviously loads of people running around with Tim Farlats on, giving it, don't get the vaccine, mm. this, that, and the other. Like, so if you haven't got a vaccine, you're not going to be able to do anything. And then, as much as I don't agree with it, I think you should. Well, from my point of view, I'll be getting the vaccine. But then part of me thinks, well, if you choose not to, which is your human right to do so. Are they taking away your human rights by not allowing Absolutely. you to go places? And I just, how, how do you guys feel about it? I thought they'd ruled out the vaccination passport, to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure they said that Did on they? the news before. I think so. Like, they can't really take your rights away from you if you don't choose to have the vaccine. I'm sure that was said on the news before. I think it's positively Orwellian to force you to put something into your body in order to mm-hmm. do anything. No, I think it is, but I don't, this, like, I've, I've swung back and forth which whether I wanted to get it or whether I didn't because at the end of the day people are having adverse effects to it but obviously the numbers surrounding it it's like one in however many I mean the chances are just might look I will be that one in however many <laughs> to have a bad reaction to it so I can understand why people would um and out about it especially giving it to kids as well like that as a mum mm. like like the mums in the building what what do you this three years at a mum's how do you feel about the kids getting it absolutely fine at the end of the day I took little D for the vaccinations when she was how old were yeah. they when they went for the vac- vaccinations and like I know old, though it's completely different they've been tested and trialed for a lot longer than the than the COVID vaccine has, but I don't know what goes into them vaccines that they're giving to her, but I do it for a safety and a protection. So I will do this one for a yeah. safety and protection because that's more important to me. They're not going to put something out there that, you know, is going to potentially harm a child, or at least I hope they don't. I trust in no. the government enough. I mean, I wouldn't say I trust the government. <laughs> so like, no, but for me, that's exactly, I wouldn't trust the government as far as I could throw them. But in terms of scientists... Yeah. I would trust a scientist. So, uh, TRJ, feel what? Well, my mum had one of the vaccinations and she was one in 10 that had the bad reaction. She was quite poorly with it, as in she couldn't stop being sick. Um, that took quite a toll on her. Like, it wiped her out for a couple of days. But she eventually, like, did overcome it. Like, it lasted maybe up to 10 days or something like that. And, and she's, she's been fine. And she's, she was still wants to go for a second dose. You've got to think, would you rather be sick and be poorly up for up to 10 days or have the other effects of like COVID. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and, and it's not just you personally that's having the effects of COVID. It's the fact of like you could spread it on to other people. So I think if it's going to stop the spread and stop you having like lifelong effects of 
like after COVID, then yeah, go through the, the being sick and the being a bit poorly. Yeah, like it's a small days. price to pay yeah, to, yeah, to exactly. keep you covered, to mm-hmm. make sure that we never have another, well, I'm saying never have another pandemic, but not have another coronavirus you know pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd like <laughs> yeah. to think it was the yeah. only one. I suppose you can understand people's scepticism. You can. Mm-hmm. But then I just think what this world and, I mean, my family as well, what we've suffered because of coronavirus, I personally would rather take the action. I don't judge other people for their choices. But yeah. for me personally, I would rather take the action that I can to keep my family as safe as possible. 100%. Yeah. Well, my daughter is vulnerable and she hasn't left the house for any mm-hmm. substantial amount substantial amount of time in since last March. Yeah. So she's, she's, she's getting it. So she can get up them back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, so that's it then. We're all yeah. excited. Yes. Awesome. Buzzing. So the topic of this week, vaginas. Mm-hmm. How all of our vaginas today? <laughs> Vag's fucking raging, <laughs> let me tell you that. <laughs> so the reason we're doing uh, Vag Week is because it is Endometriosis Awareness Month it's and cancer. Cervical Cancer Awareness Month mm-hmm. also. So we've got some of the ladies here who, well, the lassies, who have got personal experience with it. Um, it's something that we all feel needs to be talked about more. Yeah, we all went away with some homework and decided to come back and have a crack about it. So who wants to go first? So I can start off with endometriosis. Yeah, yeah. go on. Do you want to explain yeah. what it is? Because I never, I didn't really know much about it. No, it's not something I've got personal experience of, but I know I've got a couple of friends who've had problems and who've kind of been tested and stuff for it. Mm. So endometriosis is actually where cells similar to the lining of your womb are found elsewhere in your body. So like your body's overproducing those cells and so every month like in the same way that your womb reacts and builds up and breaks down those cells build up and break down as well but obviously because they're not in your womb you're still getting the blood but it's not leaving the body in the same way like your period does there's no way for Mm. it to escape and it's actually it's a chronic condition and it's quite debilitating and very painful and causes really heavy periods Stupid question, just because I don't know. Explain that to me again. So the cells in the vagina... In the womb. In the womb. Go to other places in your body. Yeah, so like every month when you have your period, the cells in your womb kind of expand up ready to receive an egg, like your lining. Yeah. And then when you... Obviously, you, your egg's not fertilised, that lining then sheds and comes yeah, out. Yeah, which is your period. period is. Yeah. So those same cells start growing outside of your womb. So they can grow in like your fallopian tubes, on your ovaries and things like that. And I think they can grow further away as well. So they just grow in places... Oh. Aren't your womb, but they still have the same hormonal reaction in the months. Oh god, that sounds really painful. Yeah. I was tested for it when I was when I was younger because I used to have horrendous period pains and I would I would have them so bad where I'd be sick. Me too. They tested me for them, but I had I had cysts on my ovaries. I didn't have endometriosis, but I had cysts on my mm. ovaries. And I didn't have any treatment or anything like that. They just went away on their own. And as I got a bit older, things got a little bit better. Oh, no, no. I've, like, I've, I've always had, like, dead bad period pains, mm. actually. I was talking to my mum about it, because I'm on my period now. Like, I'm a moody bastard. Yeah, I've, like, to the point, I can remember in school, I used to pass out on all sorts because of the pain. You as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah and, uh, like, I, I understand how bad period pain can get. So I can't imagine how it must feel. Like, if, if that's my normal period pain, I can't imagine what I'd feel like if my cells were doing shit anywhere else in my body that's awful it can cause a lot of issues as well Mm. it can lead to infertility it can cause really really serious fatigue and it can cause bowel and bladder problems as well and it affects around 1.5 million women in the UK anybody (laughs) so it's quite widespread and it can be a lifelong thing there is a lot of treatment for it but I think it is quite hard to get diagnosed so what kind of treatment can you get for it I know somebody that takes CBD for it 
that's interesting. Yeah, and it's absolutely changed their life using C- using CBD for the endometriosis because it's always a, a good to try something you know like that before you go and take medicine with side effects and stuff like that because CBD doesn't have any side effects apart from helping you sleep good at night and they absolutely swear by it and it made the difference between night and day for them. Doesn't one of your friends own a CBD company? Yeah. Who's that? I know the lady that runs Westlakes and it's somebody that I know that gets the CBD from them but they do all kinds of stuff that, that can help like they do balm, they do the drops and they have capsules, they have absolutely all sorts absolutely all sorts so oh, awesome. if, you, if you want to drive cbd it's, it's probably the best place in cumbria what did you say westlake's hemp westlake's hemp oh yeah we'll go and have a look so yeah if you want to try cbd uh, and you want to support cumbrian local businesses they are an absolutely amazing company you can talk to them they know their stuff they're just good down-to-earth good cumbrian Brilliant. people Oh, sounds like my kind of people. I also use Westlake's hemp CBD as well for my fibro. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I mean, I know it's it's not so much as on the topic of endometriosis, but it's similar like with the widespread pain, the fatigue and stuff like that and the CBD massively helps me too i'll just finish off i'm just looking at the endometriosisuk.org website so there's a lot of information on there if you want to do a little bit of reading of your own just in regards to endometriosis so just when you were asking about treatment options available to women so on their website it says surgery hormone treatment and pain relief those can seem a little bit drastic so you could look at obviously things like cbd to help with your pain relief but i would just recommend Obviously, we're just talking about this between ourselves. We've done a little bit of research on it. If you think it's something that might affect you, pop on to endometriosisuk.org or have a chat with your doctor. So that was endometriosis. Oh, that was a good talk. Thank you, ladies. I get I feel more informed. I am going to go away and do a little bit. What was that website again, L? Endometriosisuk.org. Some uh, late night reading for you. It's a charity-run website with lots of really handy information. Awesome. So our other subject, cervical cancer awareness, and I know... Did you want to talk about smears and stuff? Yeah, I had quite a bit of a funny experience with my smears and stuff. My first smear was at 24 leading up to my 25th birthday. So I went for my first smear and I had my results back saying that I was HPV positive and I had abnormal cells. Right, just for the sickos amongst us, what does HPV mean? Basically a virus that's, uh, it can be transmitted through genital skin contact so it doesn't necessarily have to be like full-on penetrative sex, it can be through sharing toys and different stuff like that. So the HPV virus if left untreated can cause abnormal cells on your cervix which then can turn into cancerous cells and then cervical cancer. Right. So I, when I was in school in year eight, I actually had the HPV vaccination, which uh, I was so I was quite shocked that I was HPV positive. But these things happen because of my positive result in my abnormal cells. I was invited to a colposcopy. A so, what? A colposcopy. Colposcopy. Pol- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, colposcopy. Rapping around that one. So it was quite intimidating and quite scary, but it explained in the letter that they were just going to have a bit of a closer look up at my cell, like at my cervix, at my cells, see what crack was. But I think because of my abnormal cells, I had to, like, I got informed about a thing called an LLETZ. So that stands for large loop excision of the transformation zone. My story basically goes like this. I went to the hospital, had a crack with the nurses and they said like they were just going to be having a look, having a gander. And then they took me into like a little separate room within the room. Explained that I had to get undressed from the waist down. I had a sort of like a tissue strong skirt kind of thing. 
went back into the room, sat down on a chair with leg support, and then she placed a speculum. So, like, it was similar similar to happening to me, just a bit more, like, close-up kind of thing. She examined my cervix with a light and a microscope and then said that she was going to apply a liquid to highlight any abnormal cells so she could get a better look of what needed to be removed if they were that bad. But according to the NHS website, sometimes you can feel burning or tingling when this liquid's applied, but I personally didn't. How did it make you feel? Like, because I've, I've done the whole spec... Like, I've got a funny story about speculum, which I was going to tell you, actually. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've had it... Because you get your smear, you don't... Your first smear comes at 25, because mm-hmm. I can remember I had mine, because I'll be due my... Because <laughs> I'm that old now. I think I'm on about my second or third, maybe. So they did that, and I can remember when they did my little test. It felt like I wouldn't say it hurt, but it was mm-hmm. like it's like a little scrape. Yeah, yeah. The only way I can describe it is like as soon as they touch something on the inside, just made me feel a bit sick. Yeah, it's just yeah. a bit uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, like as if like a washing machine in yeah. my stomach. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But another funny story I'll tell you because it is quite funny. Well, I don't think it's funny. The first time, <laughs> the first time I went, because right when you go, so if, I don't know if you'd have a smear if you'd have not now, but I was the same as you, lied back, legs akimbo in the chair, and there's different sizes of speculums did mm. you know this yeah different sizes of speculums so the first one that she had sort of lubed up and ready to go she tried to put it in and it wouldn't fit <laughs> right <laughs> i was thinking you're all laughing and it, when it wouldn't oh, fit and, and like obviously me being new to it i'd never done it before 25 didn't have a clear what she was doing i was just like oh right then put she was like, no because then she had to go and get this other one and then she said to me as she was putting it in yeah we've had to get the little virgin one not that i'm saying that you <laughs> Virgin, there's nothing wrong with being a virgin. <laughs> so I don't know if it's just oh, because I've got like a little virgin. vagina or what. But yeah, and she, I think she was a young nurse as well. Like, and I was obviously only, I mean, I was 25. And she didn't know whether she'd offended me or not, but I'm going to go with like that's a compliment. I have a small vagina and I need a virgin speculum. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. (laughs) When I had my smear, I was told that I've got a massive womb and I could house twins in there. So I was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) Very roomy. I just want to know know if you still need the virgin size one. Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out when she goes for her next one. (laughs) You know what, right? I'm I'm probably due one roundabout now. I'm going to ask them and I go, am I still at the small size? (laughs) I'm I'm honestly, that that didn't put you off going again. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, I'm quite like, obviously, I'm quite an outgoing open person anyway, but I always struggle because I know we we were talking about it, haven't we, that like you, you you must do it. Yeah, and you're like a walking advert as to why you must, because mm-hmm. you know obviously you were there, so that they put the liquid on it. So the only way I can imagine your liquid thing, like as I said, it made me feel a bit sick and a bit scratchy, but. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get over that to go and find out the information that you need. Because we've obviously had a chat about it before, and you've said about lowering the age and stuff like that, which yeah. I'll let you talk about. But it is, it's so important that you go. And the thing is, I think about, like, I've got friends that are nurses. I know Dee's got sisters that are nurses, cousins that are nurses and stuff. And it's just everyday stuff to them. Like, they genuinely don't yeah. give a shit if you've no, got rainforest, no. if you've got smooth. If, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they don't care how far down your legs, your pubes go. They genuinely don't no, give a shit. They're just bothered about your cervix and if you've got potentially get cervical cancer yeah at the end of the day they've got a job to do so they just get on and do it it's so funny you're so worried about what it looks like to another person you're like oh 
if I shave, is that weird? If I leave it not shaved, is that weird? Yeah, and I just, I can imagine, it's like all of us just going to work and doing what we do yeah. every yeah. day. They just yeah. get used to me. Yeah. But at the same time, whatever you're most comfortable doing, because I don't think I'd be comfortable going with pubes down the inside of my thighs or anything. I just, I don't, it's like when you don't want people coming over to your house when it's messy, you know? <laughs> Like we've been in lockdown for nearly a year. We're not getting roundy. <laughs> well, when, when you, you know, you're a mum. You, when you've got a messy house or you've got pubes down to your knees, nobody, you don't care anymore. No, eh? You don't. lose all that dignity when you have a child. I definitely care, I, but I did get, I did get in for a wax between the lockdowns. So, but it's uh... a yeah, like we're nearly, yeah, we're nearly a year into it. Like there's there's greenery everywhere, and by all means, bring your lawnmower. <laughs> Men's razors, ladies. Men's razors. Yeah. Sorry, T, carry on. So where were you, lovely? So, yeah, she put the liquid on and then I had immediate treatment to remove the abnormal cells because if I didn't get them removed, they could turn into cancer. I think they were referred to as SIN3, which is like the highest before they develop into cancer, really. So if I left it any longer, you know, I would be in trouble. The LLETZ is a thin wire loop that's heated with an electric current. So, like, it can sound scary, but you don't have to worry because you get offered, well, I did, offered gas and air, which helped so much. I did you really... take up the offer on the gas and air? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's so much fun. I would not let it go. I had to take home the little end with me because I was like, I don't want to let it go. Then I had local anaesthetic injected into my cervix. So that's the one way you're awake. Again, it can seem scary, but they did offer gas on air. And it was, like I said, it was very much needed. And then at the end of the excision, my legs got quite shaky. But luckily, I had, through the whole procedure, I had two lovely nurses. They were either side of me, just making sure I was okay, just having a crack with me. They started talking about my eyelashes, but I was too busy huffing and puffing on the gas and air, to be honest. Yeah, you're like, you wouldn't give a shit, would you? <laughs> did you voice, did you, when you were on the gas and air, did your voice go like, really, oh. really? It makes me vom. I vomited when I was on gas and air when I was in labour with little D. Yeah, I I hated it. You hear so many stories about people loving gas and air and how much they asked for more, and I I couldn't. I couldn't cope with it. It made me feel ill. I loved it. It's a good pain in labour. Where was my pain relief, please, when I was in (laughs) labour? Where was my pain relief? Um, yeah, so when my legs stopped shaking and I felt okay, I was escorted to the small room I was in before when I undressed my lower half and in there to be honest there was plenty of supplies for my immediate aftercare as well like you know the the big mattress sanitary pads and that then I was told um in six months I would be invited back to another smear and then in that smear they would check to see if they've got the HPV and the precancerous cells and stuff like that and then I've had that letter and I am HPV clear so I'm happy about that how long did the procedure take, all in all? Like, can you remember? About 20 to 30 minutes, I think That's it was. Not, It's not that long, no, is it? No, it was a and like... in and out. And it, is, it can be scary, but it's over as soon as it's done with. Yeah, and I just think going through that is so much worth it than dealing with the aftermath exactly. of, like what could have potentially happened that's why i can't stress enough like people go for your smears whether you need a virgin speculum or not <laughs> yeah. go. <laughs> just go for them because it, it. it's like there's, it's one in four women that don't accept the invitation and then it's that's, it's, a, that's a lot amount. it's a lot of it and that's just between 25 and 64 and then it's rising into one in three between 25 and 29 so that's a lot of young women that aren't going for their smear test and the result of that is so much more detrimental than it is just going for the same procedure that T went for. Yeah. 
I think it's a case of making it the norm as well, because I think, because I know for me, because the reason this me is, tell me if I'm wrong, but the reason they make it 25 to go for the test is because, was it Jay Goodig? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Or was that, mm-hmm. was that not um, when they introduced the vaccinations into the schools? Because I think it was maybe both. I think it was maybe both. But because when I was at school, because we were talking about this today, I, I don't think I've had mine. I'm going to check. Well, I know I said I'd go and check. I'm doing it to check. But I don't think I've had the, the injection for it. But every time I get a, an invite to go for a smear, I do go. Yeah. But I know lo- I know loads of people that don't. And it's just because, like, oh, it's embarrassing or it's scary. But I think the whole point of us talking about it today is that, obviously, you caught it when you did. Mm-hmm. And it's a bloody good job that you did because it could have been a hell of a yeah. lot worse. And the, the thing is, as well, you get your eye doctor letter to go get your eyes tested. You go get yeah. your eyes tested. Yeah. You get your letter, Absolutely. you need to go to the dentist. You go to the dentist, and having bad eyesight and bad teeth isn't have the, does not have the potential to kill you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. No woman likes it. If there's a woman that likes it, I, I don't know. I've never, ever, ever had a woman say, oh, yeah, I love a smear me. I mean, there's definitely a dark, a dark area of the internet for that cheat. <laughs> It's awkward. It's it's icky. But it's ten minutes. It's ten minutes, and ten minutes can save your life. So if you do for your smear, go. It's so important. My sister had cervical cancer, and she ended up having to get a hysterectomy. And the thing is, I'm I'm not here to to bash the NHS. I'm really not. I, I worship them for all that they do. But on the website, it does say that it mainly affects sexually active women from the ages like between 30 and 45 and that's just not true like it's exactly what T had to do when when they found the HPV virus and she had to go for that procedure that HPV virus can be brought on just from having sex and bearing in mind the legal age of sex now is 16 years Mm -hmm. old like like you find me a Cumbrian lass that uh waited till they were 16 <laughs> I was seventeen. Hello, <laughs> angel girls. No, but saying that, I was I was seventeen when I first become sexually active. So from the age of me being seventeen to being twenty five, that's why my 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 cells were so abnormal and at the highest grade was because that could have been laying dormant. You know, like it could have started could have when you were seventeen, yeah. and then you've had all that time for yeah, it to like exactly for get worse, and then it's is. been so. So, when how old were you when you found out about? Was it like you first made at twenty five? Yeah. Mm. So you'd you could have been there that whole time. Exactly. And still, still a question. Scary. Obviously, I, I, I'm sure the answer is no. But did was there any side effects? Was there anything? Can you remember anything different? Were your periods any different? No. Was it like because I know a lot of people get discharged and stuff like that. Was it anything different no, at all? Normal at all. I wouldn't have known. So there's absolutely I'm nothing. Sorry. So you wouldn't. So you knew absolutely nothing about it until you did that test. Yeah. That must have been terrifying. Oh yeah, it was scary. Especially in lockdown as well, because usually circumstances are you can take like a family member or a friend with you during your colposcopy. Mm. But I I wasn't allowed anybody in the room with me because of the lockdown restrictions and stuff like that. So luckily I had the two lovely nurses. In, in so it all happened that recently, like in the last year? Yeah, it was only six months ago because I've just recently had my six month forced smear after my colposcopy. So is it, is it every six months or are you, or is it like another year from now? Do you have one six months? It's, it's three years from now. I've had my negative HPV result. It's now three years till I go for my next smear. 
instead of five, I think. It yeah, it's five be. years. Normally, I get my yeah. five years. Yeah, it's three for me now. I've had my negative HPV result. Yeah. Oh, well, lessons learned. Mm. It's fab. I think what we should do is every time we've got like somebody going for a smear test, I think we should like have a proper girly day out with you. Yeah. Celebrate you. Oh, yeah. Like celebrate your smear. Well done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't fear. Hashtag, yeah. <laughs> hashtag don't fear the smear. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit hashtag virtual. your friends. You know, like, like you can go and get yours first. I'll go in after, and then we'll, we'll all go out to lunch and shopping afterwards. Yeah, yeah. cocktail. Do it, like a, do it like a relay. <laughs> Tag your relay. <laughs> Come on, ladies. So I'll leave them. It's your turn. Oh no, but I'll definitely be going for mine. Yeah, me too. No, it's it's, it's really important too. Even like T said, you know, when you've got the HPV virus, you're not showing any symptoms, yeah. and the in in the early stages of cervical cancer, you're not showing any symptoms, and that's why it is so important to get your smear. If you do have symptoms, it's abnormal bleeding, vaginal bleeding in between your periods. It can occur like during or after sex. If you're dealing with like a lot of pain in your lower back, severe pain in the side, um, caused by kidneys, and then things like constipation and losing control of your bladder, and obviously bloodingly is always a worrying situation. But those are the symptoms. But they are more later stages of symptoms in the early stages of cervical cancer and if cervical cancer is caught in early stages it is quite easily treatable but that's why we are really drilling it into your ladies it's, it's scary, so important it? to go for your and the thing effects. is as well those symptoms that you're talking about i mean i know you're saying the late stages but they're also symptoms of other stuff like other i've got horrendous like yeah. I, my period pain my i'd never realized until the past few years that my back pain that i've got has mostly disappeared mm-hmm. But every month when I'm on my period, I get back pain. Yeah. So it's, do you know what I mean? So like all the symptoms that you're talking about, I could easily have them, but then attribute them to some, yeah. something else. Yeah. So it can be easily missed. Yeah. I think it's really important now as well. I've, I've been tracking mine. You can get loads of different apps on your phone, can't you? Just to pop in different symptoms and what's going on. And I think quite often when you go and speak to your doctor about these things that are going on, they want you to have some sort of record. What do you use? I use Flow. Flow, I use Clue. I use Flow. I love Flow. I love like going on and being like, oh, my period's in like four days. <laughs> That's why I'm being crazy. I'm on the pill that completely stops them. Yeah, I'm on the injection and that completely stops them. But before I was on the injection, my periods were so irregular. Mm. I could never keep track of them. Mm. Mine were really irregular. I have the odd day of like spotting. Um, but I haven't had a proper period in, since I've been taking the, is it the mini pill? Yeah. I think it's the mini yeah, pill. Yeah, that's the one you have all the time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you don't stop taking it. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I love not having a period. Me too. And I love the fact that the injection, you only have to get it every three months. So you just have to remember to book an appointment when you do it rather than like, oh, yeah. I even took my pill today. Yeah. Oh, say contraception and stuff. I, I, I'm terrible with it. So with having bipolar, I can't have any hormonal contraception. Mm-hmm. So for the first, like, because I've been, because my periods were so bad when I was younger, mm-hmm. I've been on the pill since I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And I started on the pill. I went through all the different types of pill. I even, I had the injection. I had the implant for like nine years, but like three years and then three years and then three mm-hmm. years. I had the injection. I even tried the patch. There's yeah. a patch. And every single one of them, it wasn't until I had like a woman doctor look at my notes when they were like looking at all the different tests for bipolar and what was wrong with me, that she was the first one to say, right, get that implant out your arm and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah. within a month, I'd gone from being like proper lunatic to just half a lunatic, yeah. which 
Yeah. But yeah, so I can't have them. So even now, so I've got the game, I've got the copper coil because mm. it's got no hormones in. Because I know this is a marina coil, which even then it's just um, hormones but localised to the area. Yeah. yeah, I've got the marina coil. You have? Yeah, I've got that as well. I just didn't want to chance it. I didn't want to chance it. So although my, peri- like my periods and like it is horrendous and the pain's horrendous, but I'd rather go through like four or five days of pain like that Mm-hmm. and be sort of, I'll say half stable, but more stable <laughs> than I was for the rest of the month than being a lunatic all, all the time. time. I'm exactly like you, to be honest. Like, I went through, I've been through everything. I've been through implants and every, step, every type of pill and nothing works for me. And the only thing that's worked for me is getting the coil because it's only localised. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing is finding something that works for you because what works for some people doesn't work for another. Like, I yeah. have just got to the point now where I refuse to take any form of contraceptive. And for certain reasons, there's some contraceptives that I can't take because I'm quite, like, highly susceptible to potentially catching cancer from them, like, high risk. Mm. So I would only sort of be allowed either the injection or the implant. Like, the patch wasn't an option for me. The coil is an option, but the idea of something being hooked onto my uterus makes me feel physically sick. Honestly, like, I was like that, though, because I can be, like, quite squid. Do you know what it is? Do you know what I said to you before about when I went for my smear, I got that, like, sickly feeling. Yes. Yeah. Inside. That mm. is like honestly, even think about it. Now, <laughs> but honestly, it's the, like a pinch, yeah, isn't it? But like oh, honestly, no. getting the coil, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. No. It just isn't. No. And I think once it's in, it's in. You don't have to think about it, and it just it just took all the hassle away. How long is it in for? As if I think you get five years or ten years. That's really good. Mm. I think it's five years you meant to get it changed, but then up to 10 years, it's okay for for you to have it. So I had to ring up because mine was due to be changed um, in mm. August last year. And I rang the, up the surgery to ask them to change it for me. And they said that they're recommending that everybody just takes the extra year. They, they say it's fine. It's not mm-hmm. like the risk isn't there. Um, so you can have the extra year. So I need to get mine changed this year, but I'm going to get another one. But when mine's due, I'll definitely definitely be getting another one. Because even, even my periods and stuff, like even that, they are regular, yeah. like 28 days. And I've noticed using mm. Clue, um, even like my mood swings and stuff, as much as it's a fucking pain in the ass. You know like, when they're coming. And yeah, I know what yeah. it's going to happen. So I knew like two days ago when I first started mm-hmm. like due on, I knew that I was going to stack. And I always forget as well how fucking tired I get. Mm. Yeah, because if like I'm, I'm, 30, I'm, I'm nearly 30, 34, 35 this year, you'd think after all this time, I'd remember how knackered I get into the point of where I've got to sleep like 12, 14 mm-hmm. hours a night. Yeah. And it's still, I still wake up tired. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I still like, and you'd think, and this is, this is some of the things I think I, I, my blog, which I'm putting out this week about periods and stuff, it's, some, it's something that even I, I don't even think about. Like when I look at my calendar, when I'm booking like appointments or, like, especially at the moment when we're on Zoom and, like, times as well, I still forget to, like, rearrange my life around it. Yeah. And then I put it, like, so say, for instance, I'd book, I don't know, a Zoom call at 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I get up, most of the most mornings I get up between 7 and 8. But I always, when I'm on my period, it's as if, like, I, I don't get going to, like, 10, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I still book things in at 9. And then when I'm knackered and I can't do them, I still, like, not hate myself but I'm a bit like why can't you do this and why can't you just at the end of the day periods are normal the mood swings and all the shit that comes with it is normal yeah the world is covered 50% women 50% of the earth goes through this goes through this cycle and it's as if like why why don't we make allowances for it it's not socially acceptable is it just to say you know what 
let's not do that on that day. It's actually my period and I usually feel a bit shit on that day. You can't just say the, that. The, no. thing, the thing that freaks me out the most about any period, in fact, have you heard of menstrual synchrony? And mm-hmm. that's when when you're around if you if you live with another woman or spend a lot of time with a, with another woman. Oh that, God, Joe, me and D, me and D, we, we fully synced up. I'll message her and I'll be like, "Are you on your period today?" Because I'm on my period today. She's like, "Yes, I'm on my period." Yeah, today. and I have a friend Moss <laughs> and Moss. Yeah, Moss she Moss. she was as well. But then she went and got herself pregnant and had a baby. Congratulations, Moss Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's unsynced. But was there somebody else? I thought was it was you? you. Yeah, yeah, it was me before I um went on the pill. Yeah, so that there was four of us, Cause four of us all together. Yeah, because you, you were like, "Are you on?" Yeah, I'm on. D's on. <laughs> yeah. We're all on. Age. Yeah, I synced up with my sister as well. My oh, poor dad. Like there, there was four of us. I have three sisters. There was four girls, and then m- my mum. So when we would all sync up, when I started my period, my dad was like, "I cannot do this shit anymore. <laughs> I can't do it." <laughs> I tell you what, though, G was is is such such a good guy because on my first period, my mum was just so like I mean I don't know I think I'll feel the same when little D gets her first period she was just so anxious about it and she didn't know how to have that conversation for the fourth time and so it was my dad oh it was actually G went to the shop bought me my first like obviously sanitary products and then come back and was like right this is the situation and we sat in the car and I was like what the fuck is going on with my body and he was like this is what's happening and he and he took me through the whole conversation of what's happening and puberty and all of that and honestly he's just amazing he's fantastic but he's all oh. he was also really fucking fed up because there was like four psycho ladies in the house <laughs> <laughs> and as well in my, in my blog i tell you what else pissed me right off so we're saying about like it's not socially acceptable to talk about periods and stuff which is true because like you, you you don't it's not something that you talk about every day but like in some countries, when you're on your period, you get like a few days off. You can take leave and there's no questions asked. You're on your period, yeah. so you get a few days off. Why don't we do that in this country? Mm-hmm. But the one thing that when I was researching, obviously not researching because I know a bit about it, but looking at stuff for the blog, one thing that really, really fucked me right off. The only time it's like socially acceptable to talk about your period is when you're having a massive barney with your fellow yeah. and then he turns around and says to you, oh, it must be time of the month. Yeah. Why don't you just the fuck off? <laughs> No, that's the, that's the only time that it's socially acceptable to talk about periods mm-hmm. is when they're having a go at you, as if it's like, and it's the only time that it's mentioned. Be without being on your period. No. And as a matter of fact, yes, I am on my period, but you are also a prick. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter why I'm angry, whether it's because of my period or it's because you're being an asshole. The point is, I'm angry, and it doesn't matter why. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe that's the only time it's socially acceptable to talk about periods is when they're having a go at you for it. Yeah, so the only time it's socially acceptable is to belittle you about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. My mission in life is to make it so that periods and stuff are talked about openly and like in a more positive light. Vaginas and periods in the media, like Tampax adverts. Yeah. Why is the blood blue? Yeah. Oh. Like it doesn't. I'm telling you, yeah. not once in my 34 years on this earth has my period blood ever been blue. <laughs> even if, even if you look at it in a different light, it's it's red. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little bit of a funky brown colour, and then there's clots. Oh, don't get me started. The clot. Oh, and not only that, when you're standing in like a shop queue and there's a clot and then you suddenly, all you can think about is shit, have I pissed myself, have I leaked through my pants and then you waddle out there like Daisy Bastard Duck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely in my period. <laughs> the rite of passage for a young woman is to have her first period where she bleeds through her shorts yeah. at yeah. school. 
yeah like that happened to me and luckily it was at a slumber party and it wasn't actually at school but it happened and i was at a slumber party and we're all jumping on the trampoline and they're like you gotta think you got a little something like oh no and to me it was like the end of the world but thank god it didn't happen at actual school but the only reason it was like that is because it is social unacceptable what would have been nicer if one of them could just say oh Tack, you got a bit of something, something, and th- not the one yeah. big deal made of you. Mm. Like in school, talking to lads about it as well. Like why, we're, we're, as as a as a society, we're teaching lads that like it's all hush hush. It's got to be. And I know that it was like that back in the day. Like my gran and some of my older aunties and stuff. I can imagine for them it was something that was kept under wraps. But yes. I think the more like I'd like to think like if I have kids and for your I know because I'm like obviously anti CL to your kids. Yes. It's like I, I hope that they sort of grow up in a society where they don't have to be ashamed because that's what it is. They're making Definitely. you ashamed. You've got a little bit of blood on your pants and you've got to hide it and you've got to be ashamed yeah. to be and you've got to go and sit in a room in school and wait for somebody to come and drop you some pants mm-hmm. off. And then when people sort of say, what are you doing? You've got to try and hide what you're doing. Yeah. At the end of the day, 50% of the world goes through this shit once a month like Absolutely. it shouldn't be it shouldn't be as taboo as it is i speak so flippantly about periods in front of little d like there's an experience that was oh, had that i mean to be honest at that point it had to be spoken about i had tried um i tried a menstrual <laughs> right i'd quite like to try one of those i want to try I mean, one but looking at her face right now i'm not like, sure just, i'll make my decision after this <laughs> Just read the instructions. That's all you've got to do. <laughs> Just read the instructions. I hated pads and I hated tampons and tampons were really, really uncomfortable and causing me quite a lot of bacterial vaginosis, which is another discussion. So I decided that I wanted to use the <laughs> menstrual cup. <laughs> And I, I, I put it in and it just didn't feel comfortable. So then I went to take it out. <laughs> but I didn't pinch the bottom like they tell you to pinch the bottom. And as I pulled it out, oh. my daughter walked in and there was just splatter fucking everywhere. <laughs> all, oh no. all over my hands, all over the bathroom floor, all over the toilet. And little days just went, <gasps> Mom, what is that? Why are you bleeding? What is going on? And I was like, oh shit. I was like, right, okay. Um... So, and then I had to go into the discussion. Didn't she cry? She cried. She was mortified. There was blood <laughs> fucking everywhere. Oh, bless her. Um, what, what, what was your, like, what did you tell her? I'm dead interested to know. I just, I, I can't even remember what I said. I was laughing so much. And I was also trying to record the conversation to keep the future <laughs> reference. <laughs> and there was blood everywhere at the same time while I was trying to, like, calm little day down. But I just said to her, like, this happens once a month. And mummy's tummy bleeds and it, it comes through through where like where I, I had a baby from and and she was like so does it hurt and I was like it hurts my belly sometimes but I, I obviously didn't want to go into like everything with no her. like just you don't want to terrify you this happens you? once a month it's extremely normal when you're older it will happen to you and then that, that that's been it and then sometimes I'll like I'll have a really really bad belly I get really bad period pains and she'll be like oh mommy are you on your period <laughs> <laughs> So mm. I just speak about them flippantly because I want her when she got when she does come on a period. I just want it to be like a normal thing, just something that she was expecting. Hopefully, she won't have a traumatic experience like I did. But yeah, I'm interested more about the cup though. Would you recommend it apart from the splattering? Suit? I mean, I have. I, I honestly haven't used it since then. I would. I before I was on my injection, I was using the menstrual cups, and honest to God, and maybe in such a heavy bladed as well, 
it was a life changer. Mm-hmm. Like talking back with Tack with the experiences during school of like you bled through your pants. Well, I actually had the biggest, thickest pad on when I was in school and my periods were that bad that I was sat on a table or a chair, I think it was. I, I was sat on the chair at school and it, I leaked through onto and it was mortifying. I had to go to the nurse and like take her into the back room and be like, you know, like I've bled through and like it was all on my pants. I had to go home. Like it wasn't even a case of like somebody dropped Oh, like just clean yourself up and carry on. You oh, were going no. home. I had to go it home. Was I was bad. done for the yeah. day. It was that bad. And the pain as well. I can't remember how I come across menstrual cups, but I loved the idea of it. And I, and I say I tried it and it was life changer. Like obviously if you've got the knack of it on that day. <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, they're fantastic. They're so much more comfortable than Tampax as well, uh, tampons. And you don't have the risk of the toxic shock syndrome as well. See, that terrifies me. Because me, me I've, I've always mm. used tampons because I always found using pads, it was like, for me, it was just like wearing a nappy yeah, and I just didn't so like it. But I like, and I'm going into detail. Like, do you know what I really, really hate about tampons? Is I go through like over like the seven days of my cycle, I start with the light ones and I go to the yellow regular mm-hmm. ones and then I'm on the green ones and then I have to come back out the side with the yellow ones and then I have the light ones again. If for whatever reason I'm caught out somewhere and I've only got a certain size, you know when like your period's not that heavy and you go to change your tampon and like the pain. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's not like as full of blood as like what it would normally not be. Yeah, yeah, and it absolutely can yeah. and that the feeling of that, it really like, it's it's the worst feeling in the world and I really, really hate yeah. it. And that a like, proper Yankee, as yeah, well. it's, yeah, and it's like depending on what type of tampon you use. Like I've always used Tampax as a brand, yeah. But I have had I've borrowed some off other people where they've been like, um, like supermarket owned yeah. ones and stuff like that that maybe aren't as sturdy as normal. And I always feel like I'm going to like rip the cord mm-hmm. off. Or, yeah, do you know what I mean? And that toxic shock syndrome, and like you, you don't really hear much about it now. But when we had the Tampax woman at school, she drilled it into us like you it must change it all the yeah. time. Yeah, but then they say, well, don't change it too often because. Because if you're taking it out and it's dry, it's going to hurt. And mm. like it is, it is. I'm not saying it's confusing, but it takes a while for you to get to know your own cycle. Yeah, yeah. And once you get to know your own, it's, it's pretty okay. Yeah. But I think if you think about how long periods have been around since the beginning of humanity <laughs> and everything that we use for them, whether it be pads or like, I think the cups are sound pretty fucking revolutionary, really. 10 out of 10 would be good for the environment as well. Yeah, well, what is it? Is it because it's, it's like recycled? Is it? Yeah. Well, not not recycled, just, but... Just, well, you're just oh, reusing it, aren't you? You're not adding to the landfill. Yeah. <laughs> so tampons and pads have plastics in them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, so it's uh, polyethylene. Is that polyethylene? Yeah, that one. Yeah, so obviously that's every single tampon that every single woman yeah. in the world uses yeah. and every single pad that every single woman in the world uses ends up in landfill or in the water systems and things like that so the fact that you can reuse the cups is a big one you can get those period knickers as well have you seen those i have seen about them no what are they like so it's like knickers that have got like a pad built into them but you can just wash them in the washing machine kind of like you know you can get nappies that you can wash yeah same sort of idea but knickers oh see i do try and like do my little bit for the environment like i wouldn't say I'm the best at it and it's not like my 100% focus but I yeah. do try but that's it this is what I'm going to do so I'm on my period now so in like a month's time I'm going to get I'm going to have a go on these cups oh please let me know your experience as, yeah. yeah like they're easy to clean as well like you just sterilise them in like boiling hot water as well like when you finish your period so there's no like special cleaning f- no like, just sterilise it in boiling yeah. water and if you get little um, I've got a little like bag with mine that I could keep it on for like when it's not in use and then Store it away till you're on your period next. Give it a quick sterilise, pop it in and on you go. 
Oh, right, well, that's it then. I shall report back in a month. <laughs> See how it goes. Right then, lasses, to wrap up, shall we taboo smash that vag? Absolutely. <laughs> taboo smash. I'll go first, I know. So I think what shouldn't be taboo, I don't think, uh, just periods in general. Yeah. Just I think periods, in especially talking to like young girls and kids and making it okay to talk about. Like if you've got period pain, You've got period pain, you can say it out loud, and if you need yourself a couple of minutes to go and get yourself together, take yourself a couple of, If you need a day off work, have a day off work. And it shouldn't it shouldn't be frowned upon and it shouldn't be anything other than a ah you're right. So that's mine. Periods in general. Dig. Bacterial vaginosis. Sounds scary, but um it's quite common and it's really easily treated. And I think the thing with bacterial vaginosis is what it does is it's your pH balance in your nunny completely knocked off and it can be knocked off by... Is, is bacterial vaginosis, is it not... Um, is that not thrush? No. No, no Something it's different. not. Uh, it, it literally, all it is is just... The, so you've got your you've got your nunny. Mine's a little flower. And you've got like Oof. your normal discharge on a, on a daily basis coming through and it's the pH balance within your, your vaginal discharge. And it's knocked off by like using certain soaps. It's knocked off by sex. It's knocked off by Right, I'm going to say this now and this is something else that shouldn't be um, to be either... Is that what causes the fishy smell? Yes, that's exactly what causes the fishy smell. So there's quite a lot of girls who think that there's something wrong with them. They've got a smelly vagina and they're not washing enough. So th- this is the most common misconception is that when you've got a smelly vagina, you're not washing enough. I mean, actually, you could be washing too much. too much. And that's what frustrates me the most about it. I don't have a sensitive disposition when mm-hmm. it comes to pH balance. I'm all right using soap, conditioner, yeah. whatever the hell I want to use. Whereas if you if you are sensitive to it, you, you have to use certain is it we understand it certain products that help with the, the pH balance. Femfresh. Femfresh I find that even Femfresh knocks my pH balance off. Oh, really? Yeah. Everything. Like I have to be careful on what kind of um detergent I use on my underwear. I have to use like separate sometimes I have to use separate detergent on like just my leggings alone mm-hmm. because it knocks it off completely. And for such a long time when I was younger, I thought, you know, there's something wrong with me. And actually, yeah, I do have a smelly vagina, but it's because I'm fucking washing it every day. <laughs> like, So what I had to do was go to the doctors and sort of explain, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And they sort of explained it's because you're washing too much. It's because you're using harsh chemicals and um, it's easily treated. Antibiotics, gels, and it's common for it to come back as well common for it to like you know it's sort of like a, a three-month schedule and sometimes you can be on these antibiotics for up to six months but you can't drink on them so i you would just get over the counter like um, je- those are the gels like those yeah. are the gels yeah but the, the actual like, antibiotics that you need that would sort of get rid of it permanently yeah you would need to be on them for at least like up to six months worth it though depending on on how how you sort of react to them sometimes you can be on them for up to six months so do we know how just quickly do how do you get diagnosed with it and is it just that you probably know what it is you probably just know when it happens I had literally never heard of it until I started sort of spending more time with um, some certain friends, obviously. I won't name any names. And then when they started speaking about it, I was like, I'm scared. I'm going to get it. And then I did. And it just happened. And I was like, I've caught it through word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then but when, but it, when it happened, I wasn't as frustrated because I just thought, thought like, this is the most natural and normal thing in the world. And there'll be so many girls who are embarrassed. And you don't want to go to the doctors and say, I've 
I've got a certain smell down there that I don't know how to get rid of. And I was lucky enough to have people in my life sort of before me to explain that this was the crack and actually is completely normal. So I want that to be normalised because I feel like a lot of girls would be embarrassed about it. Just go to your GP and say that you've got a smelly fanny and they'll sort you out. <laughs> that was like similar with me as well because I'd heard you talk about it as well. That was like, oh, well, I know like I can go to hear you said was talking about yes. it instead of going to yeah. my GP. I was like, <laughs> you know, I think I've got these like, can you recommend any over-the-counter products and all this lot? And like I said, it was a lot easier to come find in, in your friends with than like saying going to a GP because you can't even pick and choose really if you get a female or a male can you in these days especially with the amount of understaff and you gotta if you get a male doctor you get a male doctor and like I was maybe 22 when I first heard of bacterial vaginosis like I was 22 years old I should have learned about that as soon as I was old enough like I think especially it, because it's not it's not that you you wouldn't put it in the same category as like STDs and no, like that like you know you yeah. like lessons at school it's yeah. like ah, yeah <laughs> it's not easy it's, it's just it, it can happen it, it just it's just it's so normal and it, it literally all it is is that your pH balance is knocked off there's nothing wrong with you you're not dirty and in fact you're probably washing too much so yeah just don't be embarrassed no what about you Tak what what do you think should be a non-taboo I think probably things like in similar to the to the vaginosis is thrush, mm-hmm. you know, because I remember um, talking to you, CL. I'm like, oh, it really itches, it burns. I've got an STD. Is there something wrong with me? Like, what's going on? I've never had this before. It's awful. And you're like, you've just got thrush. Go and get some shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I used to get it really, really bad because I used to wear. It. Not skin tight jeans, but can remember when I was younger, can remember yeah. them baggy jeans that you used to get, and right in the crotch that have like that little knot. Yes. And because of that, and because of our, because the were like for the girls when we when I was younger wearing them, it was like they were like dead tight around the ass, but then dead big on the legs. Yeah. And it was that, and I used to get it all the time, so I knew what it was straight away. So because I had it when I was younger, and my mum is like, "Oh yeah, it's just thrush. Mm-hmm. This is what you go and get for it." I never realised that it was a taboo subject until I'd spoken to a few people about it. And when you were saying about it, you were a bit like, oh, I don't really know what it is. But, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and I felt like I had to go to the chemist and, like, you know, whisper to the you got anything? (laughs) (laughs) Like, now I'm just be like, can I have some canister, please? Yeah, you'd think you were going to a drug dealer, let alone a chemist. Yeah. Yeah, no, good shout on that, Thrush. Uh, who's next? Yeah. I've got a couple of things, probably. So one for me, I guess they're linking together. So for me, the coil, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of women hear the coil and kind of go, oh, no, it's going to float up and get lost somewhere or yeah. it's going to make me bleed or it's going to do this. You feel that many horror stories. Honestly, it's the best thing I've ever had. Do you know what the worst thing is about the coil is when blokes are like, oh, but what if I can feel it? Tough shit. Tough. And, and shit. you can't anyway. How can you hell? You're not right? big enough. No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> can't even look for yeah. the clit. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wish, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the coil for contraception, I think it's the best thing I've ever had. It works for me. It doesn't send me doolally. I don't really get a period as such, um, but I do get PMS, and that's the thing for me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people suffer with periods, but I suffer more with the PMS than the actual periods now. And that for me is a bit like I get horrible headaches. Mm -hmm. I'm really tired. I do go a bit doolally. And it's all just the PMS, like the run up to it. And I think that can be just as bad for some women as it is for the periods. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's the things that I would normalise. 
awesome. What do you think shouldn't be taboo then, Tig? Opening sanitary products in a women's bathroom. Oh, I'm terrible for We this. are I'm all women. All periods. Like... Don't be ashamed of being on your period when you're already like a woman. Like that should be your safe place. You shouldn't no. be trying to hide the fact that you're opening like a, a, a pad or. But see, what I don't get is why in this day and age do they still have to make it out of crinkly paper? <laughs> well, yeah, you're like you'd think that. Well, yeah, it shouldn't matter, but you'd think that to come up with like a new design. Well, there you go. There's as a designer. There's your new challenge. <laughs> well, that's why you get your cup, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. Just, there's a silly thing, right? So the cup. I mean, I don't know what I expect kind of noise I expect it to make, but does it make a noise? <laughs> <laughs> can also make child scream very, very loud. So <laughs> just be careful where you're taking it out. What do you do when you take the cup out in public? Do you do you just leave it until you get home? You're going to need wipes and yeah. just be careful. Just pinch the end. Pinch the fucking end. For the <laughs> of God, pinch oh the my end. God, can you imagine that happening in a public bathroom? Squirt <laughs> everywhere. Oh no. Yeah, make sure you take some wipes with you and just give it a little bit of a clean out till you get back home and then sterilise it when you get back home as well and then you can pack on, wash your hands in the bathroom as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to report back in a month. I can't wait. I'm excited. I, I loved, loved it. I really loved than I did. Oh, I've enjoyed the crack, ladies. Who's you been word of the week? I've decided to go for a bit of a Barovian word this week. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I, you can tell me if this is one that's used in West Cumbria as well or tell me if you know it and I've got a backup. So my word this week is bod. 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 I don't know this one. You've got a hot bod. Bod, as in like an old bod. Do you want me to give you some more context? Tack, have you heard of this one? No. So, in Barra, you'd say you're going for a bod. Oh, I don't know. Is it like Boddington's? No. Like, no. I mean, you might have a Boddington's while you're on a bod, but no. Is it um? Is it a drink? No. A walk? Going for a bod. Yeah. Going for a walk? A bod? Oh, that was a drink. That was a total guess. A bod going for yeah. a bod? You used to do it all the time when you were a kid. So you'd be like, say to your mates, all right, shall we go for a bod after school? I don't know if kids still do that anymore because kids don't go outside anymore, do they? No. But yeah, go for a bod after school. Go for a bod. I've never heard I've of never that heard one before. That I, no, I, would, I would write, like, in that sentence, I would say, like, oh, we'll go for a dos about. Dos about. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah dos about yeah. as well, yeah. Go for a loud dos about. I'm going to start using bod, though. I really like that. Yeah. Do you want to go for a bod? Yeah. Yeah. Go for a bod. The only, the only <laughs> way I would use bod is if, like, I was described, I'll say that old bod over oh, there. Bod, bod. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought... As in, like, body. Yeah. Say that old bod yeah. over there. The young yeah. Bod over there. Yeah. yeah. That's, I like that one. Just think, by July the 21st, we'll all be able to go for a bod together. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to go for the group bod. Group bod together. <laughs> With these words, I don't know why, but the first thing that always comes to my head is like something on the body, like a body part or something like that. And then my second thought is drink. <laughs> yeah, alcohol. Is it a genital? Is it on my body? Can I drink it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got it on the brain. Oh, now we've got the favourite, the favourite part of every pod. <laughs> oh. Who's doing Would You Rather this it's week? Me. Would you rather um, A or B? What would you rather it to be? Or would you rather? <laughs> or would you rather? And it's over today. So, would you rather eat a wet loaf of bread or drink a pint of whipped fish? <laughs> wet bread? How oh. wrong would it be the soggy bread, man? You have soggy oh, bread God, when you no. eat your soup and that. Well, mind How you, actually. Be different? Wet bread, yeah, I think fish would be worse than wet bread, but wet bread, ugh. It's just like soggy bread, like when you dip your bread in your soup, though, is it not? 
No, but it's water. I know. Yeah, is it warm wet bread or cold wet bread? <laughs> well, I'm going to go warm because that's going to make it much more disgusting. <laughs> no, I'd rather have it warm. No, yeah, I'd rather warm. Yeah. yeah. It's like bread pudding, isn't it? Yeah. Have some warm wet bread. I can just see like a pint. All I can see is a pint with like fish eyes. Fish eyes. <laughs> <laughs> with it being the vag episode as well i thought you were gonna have like a, a vag question i was thinking of vag questions but no when i decided to go for the when i seen the wet loaf of bread i fucking howled because i just think wet bread is the most disgusting thing on the planet i actually think i would rather drink whipped fish really like yeah, yeah but like right let, let's just clarify what kind of like fish paste i like fish paste in salt meat no if it's ta- fish paste i could just eat it with a spoon we're talking like blended salmon that's what fish paste is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice, actually. Yeah, fish paste. Uh, it's and all. Like yes, eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's all whipped up. You're not going to be able to see. Is it like, is it like a pate? Or just That's what like I mean. A pate? Yeah, like whipped fish is pate. Oh. Sounds fancy, No, actually. not a pate. Bush took a trial. It I'm does. a celeb. Get me out of here typed whipped fish. <laughs> You're not getting fucking pate. What type of whipped fish would that be? I don't actually know what type of fish. The most minging fish that you can think of. Like funny fish. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go. Who's taboo? Who's saying taboo? (laughs) Oh, Christ. Brilliant. Right. So on to the last bit, ladies. I've honestly, I've had a good good week this week. It's been awesome. But as always, last bit, what have you learned this week? And I'm going to ask Elle first. What have you learned this week, Elle? So I've learned that people think, well, I suppose I did kind of know this, people think in different ways. So I was kind of having a little think to myself. And you know, the way I think, I've got a little monologue that goes along in my brain. So I'm just chatting away to myself, just like, da 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 in the back of my brain, <laughs> having a little conversation with myself. And it's just pretty much constant. And that's just the way that my brain chunders over. And I was kind of like having a little think to myself and having a little conversation with myself. And I was kind of thinking, right, I'm going to stop talking to myself. And I'm just going to try and look at what I'm looking at and just concentrate on that. And I turned around to Jay and I was just like, how do you think? And he was like, yeah, I've got an internal monologue as well. But then we started like having a little conversation about how people think. And I just think it's dead fascinating to think that when you're not talking, you just got this little, like, what's going on in your head? Did the- you know that there's people who don't have internal monologues? I was thinking there's that, yeah. Who, yeah, there's people who don't, like, I'm like, how does it feel? Yeah. Mm. yeah but it's so peaceful. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Because my brain is, is the same. Yeah. It's my so friend Kai, he, he's got something and he can't... Um, Visualise. Yeah, he can't see. So if I said to you, like, purple elephant, every single one of you is just envisioned a purple yeah, elephant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you say that to me, he can't do it. That's like crazy. he can't see pictures, so I don't know what he sees. It's just weird to think about, isn't it? Next time yeah. I speak to him, I'm going to ask him, but apparently he can't. I, I'm, there's a, there is a name for it, but he can't. Yeah, he can't see pictures. Oh, that would be a shame because I, I love daydreaming. Yeah, <laughs> visual all the time. I like yeah. daydreaming. Yeah. <laughs> Some people think with colours and they associate yeah. colours to things as well. Like they associate colours mm-hmm. to music, and I just find that really weird. It's crazy. Yeah, my daughter has. That. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. she does. Yeah, kinesthetic. That's what it's called. It's really interesting. Indeed. T, what have you learned this week? Well, actually, <laughs> apparently, like, Apple products and movies. So Apple have some sort of contract that villains aren't allowed to use Apple products, like, in the film. So if you're ever watching a film and you notice that a villain's using an Apple product, then there's going to be a twist coming and he's not actually a villain, he's the good guy. <laughs> I find that That's so interesting. interesting. <laughs> And it's one of them things you're not going to be able to unsee no. now. You're going to be constantly you're going to look at it. Oh, yeah, they've got my phone. Oh, they've got a MacBook. I like that. Do you, do you, where do you stand on learning this week? Oh, well, I mean, 
I've I've literally just said like about an hour ago, didn't I? My brain is like a sieve. I forget things really easily. But one thing that I can take away from this week, philosophically, if you go on a journey of self-love, your important people will come with you, especially you guys. Like I feel like you've supported me a lot through love, yeah. what I've Aww. been going through and the journey that Aww. I've been on. And <clears throat> it's so nice because I've been learning like loads of new things that would usually make me sound like a <laughs> fucking psychopath to other people. <laughs> but instead, you've just been like, no, this is who you are. We love you for it. Oh, so, And you've always. made me love me more because of it. Um, factually, it doesn't matter if you put bleach on your roots last, they will still go white. And auburn goes orange on white hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had that to deal with. I've dyed my hair like five times this week to try and get it to the colour that I want it. So, yeah. Awesome. Talk. Awesome. And you know on Facebook... And you have you can have your your profile. Well, for every group that you're in, you can have a separate profile. What really? Yeah, for each group, yeah. Can you? How? I don't know how to do it, but there's a way to do it. I've never seen that. What do you mean group? Yeah. I read it. So you know, like, so I'm in a lot of different business groups. I say I'm in Business Carlisle. I'm in Business Cumbria lacrosse team group or. A, <laughs> sales group i'd love to see you play lacrosse (laughs) (laughs) would not be would not um yeah you can set a different profile picture and a different profile for each group you're in i never knew that no i didn't philosophically i've learned fuck all (laughs) because i'm busy I've been too down. I haven't really done a lot of self-reflection this week because I did so much last week and I've just needed to get my head down and get back in the game and back to work. So I haven't really had a lot of downtime to sort of mull things over or or anything like that. So Maybe that's the lesson then. Maybe the lesson is not everything has to be philosophical sometimes. You just got to get on and do shit. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Oh, that's a lot of lessons learned. What have I learned this week? The biggest lesson I've learned is family is everything. Yeah. And I'm not even going to go down a factually or a philosophical one. That is my answer for them all. Family is everything. Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Oh, well, lasses, it's been an awesome episode. I'm so pleased to see all your beautiful smiling faces on my Zoom again. And uh, what we'll be back in two weeks. And who? what are we doing next time? We've got our bonus episode coming up. Oh, yes, we have. Uh, cancer awareness. We're doing a bonus episode. And um, I'm, I'm, I say I'm excited for it. I know it's going to be quite sort of serious. And it's going to be a deep one, isn't it? It's going to be mm-hmm. a deep one, but I am looking forward to it because I think we, we've all got quite a good quite a good stance on it. Absolutely. But we've got that one. And then, so we are going to be back on the 12th of March with um, International Women's Day. Feminism. My favourite topic. Yep. Awesome. Right, ladies. <laughs> Guys, well, if you're listening and you like what you see, give us a subscribe. Go and give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Shout me up on LinkedIn and any other social media you find us on. And we shall speak to you soon. Send us a Cumbrian word as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, D, is it D at cumbrianlast.co.uk? Yes, it is. Please do send them to me. I awesome. do look for Send them. us some funny stories. Yeah. Make us laugh. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Right, ladies, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. 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 Bye